You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast, everyone. This is the scripture reading and the message for Sunday, December 18th of 2022, which is the fourth Sunday in Advent. My goodness, I cannot believe that we are already at the fourth Sunday of Advent um, on the day of our children's Christmas program for Sunday school at our second service at 1030 this day. Um, And that we are really, you know, just one week out toward Christmas Eve and celebrating um, the hoped for, anticipated news of the birth of Christ. So, as I am recording this today, it is Friday afternoon, um, a little gloomy and dreary in the midst of um, kind of a pocket in the snowstorm that we've been having later this week, and I hope and pray that whenever and wherever this message finds you, that you are warm and cozy and well, but more importantly, that you are healthy. God is good. Our scripture reading for this message is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and if you have a Bible with you, you can go ahead and open that up and read along with me, and if not, um, listen along and enjoy. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss Mary quietly. But just when Joseph had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken By the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Joseph took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne their son and named him Jesus. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, this is the season of tidings and comfort and joy and candy canes and holly and um, cookies and goodies of all sorts. And thank you to all of you who have shared Christmas cards and baked holiday goodies with us here at church. It is a joy and a delight to celebrate with one another. And even as we celebrate... I am so mindful of the conversations that I have with you and with people outside of our church community that are reminding me the ways that our lives are filled with other things besides comfort and joy and merriment and cheer. Things like overwhelm, anxiety, and fear. 
And I want to think about fear today because of the words of the angel to Joseph. I remember in my seminary education, um, in the middle of a conversation about the feelings that we are allowed and not allowed to experience, particularly as children, one of my seminary classmates said one day that from his perspective, adults aren't supposed to be afraid. Let me say that again. Adults aren't supposed to be afraid. As though somehow, by growing up and gaining maturity and independence, we should be able to conquer fear, was my interpretation of his statement. But I wonder, (laughs) now into my adulthood, if adults aren't actually more likely to be afraid than children, because we've lived a little longer and we know which of the proverbial monsters are real and which ones are really worth being afraid of. So today, I invite you to put on hold your tidings of comfort and joy and focus just temporarily on the fear we have in life. When are you afraid? Like, truly afraid. More than a momentary startle at something you weren't expecting or the thrill of anticipation, but when you're filled with something more than a short-term sense of things that include dread or worry or a foreboding anticipation, things like fear. When we open up the gospel today, we see the words of the angel visiting Joseph in a dream after apparently he had resolved to dismiss Mary, um, to sort of expel the source of his fear. The angel's first words are, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Do not fear. Frankly, the angel was spot on. The angel knew what it was saying because Joseph had every reason to be afraid from what I can deduce. After all, his betrothed Mary Uh, was pregnant with a baby that was not his. Who could possibly understand? He could barely understand the incredible story that Mary told him about the angel visit to her and the angel's visit of, or explanation rather, of this baby and who the baby would become and what he would be for the people. Joseph could barely understand it himself. This was not the kind of thing that just happened to people. There was not an ancient world support group for dads raising babies fathered by the Holy Spirit, after all. Joseph and also Mary were having the unique of all unique experiences, to say it frankly. The situation that they were facing was hard enough to understand, get their own minds wrapped around, much less explain to someone who hadn't been visited by an angel who could walk them through it. Where could Joseph possibly turn to for help? Who could possibly be someone that could fathom understanding what he was going through? Who could Joseph confide in for support in navigating the situation without facing judgment or scorn or rejection? Who would believe the unbelievable that Mary was pregnant with 
the Son of God, by the Holy Spirit. Joseph had every reason to be afraid. You may have heard the common phrase, faith over fear, which, to me, sounds like it implies that if the fearful person simply can conjure up more faith in their own heart and soul, then fear should just magically melt away. As though fear is an emotional and intellectual obstacle that we can, can conquer and make more room for faith. And you know what? I wish that were really true. That as a fearful person, one could just simply choose to expel fear from their from their personhood and replace that metaphorical space with faith. That sounds really nice and a little too simple. And we Lutherans know in our theological heritage that faith is not a work. It's not up to my own understanding or effort. Faith is not a savings account that I can consciously decide to make a withdrawal from on a particular terrible day or when facing a most challenging situation. This kind of faith is not the solution to fear. And this is what we see from Joseph, who makes little effort around faith, the way this story is told. He planned to dismiss Mary quietly and make the situation that was causing him fear just physically go away from him. Joseph puts in no formal requests to God to increase my faith, as we sometimes hear in other stories in the Gospels. In this account in Matthew, Joseph is the passive recipient of the pure gift of the angel visit that came at just the right time. For Joseph or for us, our fear becomes amplified when we lack support and when we feel isolated in our situation. In other words, there is nothing that ratchets up our fears more than feeling alone in it. There was an accredited study at the University of California by Erica A. Hornstein and Naomi I. Eisenberger um, in this year, actually, that studied the behavioral impacts of social disconnection and isolation that resulted from COVID-19. Back in the era, you know, when all of us were staying firmly indoors and not seeing anyone outside of our biological families, or households, rather. The study um, really kind of examined a number of different factors and outcomes but their key takeaway was that, no surprise here, loneliness impairs the process by which fears are extinguished. When we are alone in our situation, or when we perceive that we are alone and have no one who we can turn to and find support from or help, our fears are going to stay put. So let's revisit the words from the angel who visits a fearful Joseph in a dream, an angel of the Lord, by the way, and speaks these words of promise and blessing 
that make all the difference for Joseph and for Mary and for their unborn child. The angel says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And the angel reveals in words and in action what it is that is truly the antidote to fear, the thing that is the name of the Son of God. God is with us. God is with us. Presence, being with someone in their fear, is what calms and gives us courage to make choices and not act out of fear, but out of the belief that God will see us through this in the presence of others who offer us solidarity and support and companionship, but also in the presence of God that refuses to leave us alone. Because when God is with us, when God is present, we are the furthest thing from being alone. God accompanies us. God is in solidarity with us. God offers us presence and understanding and empathy in being with us in our suffering, in our anxiety, in our overwhelm, and in our fear. So, not if we are afraid, but when we are afraid. And whatever fear is perhaps holding a grip on your heart today, let us remember Joseph and the angel visit. And remember, here in Joseph's story, that you are not a failure if your faith alone is not strong enough to conquer your fears and put them to death. Neither was Joseph. Take heart. The angel came to Joseph, and God comes to us to show us in more than just words, you are not alone. And God is about to bring to birth all life's hope that enters into our world with a persistent commitment to companioning us, even in the most fearful, deepest valleys, saving us by refusing to abandon us, to leave us alone, or to create a isolation in our fear. This is where we find our hope. This is where we find our life. God breaks in to any type of darkness we are facing, any type of sorrow, any type of fear, and shows us that there is always a way in God's love. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. 
And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.